Came out of nowhere that did. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about that for anyone that are listening. I was about to say we've never broken the fourth wall and spoken about the preamble, and then you decided to just—I I need to clear a lung. <laughs> gotta, gotta get rid of a lung. I just, just a whole lung. Just. Oh, it's already too warm in here. God, Lord. Am I gonna have to open that? No, door? it's fine. It's fine. The window is big enough that we should be okay. But it just it's the alfresco edition. It's the summer version. Alfresco dining. For the mind. Done on this. <laughs> Are you alright? You you seem I've had a long day. A long couple of days. Um and now I need a nap. So <laughs> it's just uh, halfway through the episode. Matt's just gonna nod off. Yeah, I think Oh, that's a ooh. I'm just trying to find out which side of the microphone is the right one. Yeah, I'm kind of I've lost my mind a little bit today. Is this what it's like dealing with me? Yes, all the time. Wow, this, this is, is why exhausting. I don't give you coffee in the car. <laughs> this is exhausting. Yep. <laughs> I am sorry. You're welcome. <laughs> Wait, what that wasn't a thank you. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. So yeah, I nearly made it a week without combustible nicotine. Nearly. But still, progress. Progress is for the sake of progress. progress. I'm covered in nicotine patches, so which is great. <laughs> I, I've it's just like, got this image of you lifting up your shirt. Just me. I'm doing so well, Jack. Have <laughs> you seen Have you seen those videos of people peeling the scales off of turtles because like when they grow? What? No, no. Mm. So you know, you peel turtles, scales off it. Of... Yeah. So you know that turtles, the shells. Yeah. They peel. No. Yeah. No. Okay. I'm gonna have to show you this later. But mm-hmm. it looks. I feel like that. Would you? They. Not the whole thing. It's like a layer. It's like it's like keratin. It's like nails, but they peel off a layer. When I mean, it, it would make sense because if it was to continue to grow, it would be such a thick shell. Yeah. So it grows bigger, and then you peel off the smaller layer at the top. But it happens so gradually that you don't. Have you not seen this? No. Oh, okay. I'm this is. This is like I was today years old when I found out that turtles shed. Yeah. Well, they are reptiles. Yeah, I know. As soon as I said shed, I was like, Wade does that. But he lives in a small box in my room under a lamp. What I want to know is do turtles like shed their actual skin of the soft bits? And that is a question for Google. Ooh. Do you reckon they're there just like <laughs> shaking their flipper and this like... Because when Wade does it, he kind of works in sections, and if you catch him out, one, it's he always seems embarrassed, and two, he works in sections where he usually leaves the head last. Yeah. So the the skin peels off from the neck, and he does most of his Legos and his body, and he usually misses the bit under his towel because he's fat and he can't get round there. And he always misses his toes, so we have to bath him and soak his toes. So the skin comes off. Okay. But if you come in... And you can hear rustling when he's shedding. You turn the light on and it's that look of, <gasps> he's like, you've caught me with no clothes on. Well, I'd also and, be embarrassed if someone walked in with me changing. And he usually just, yeah, out of your skin. And then he's usually just got this head, like, Batman mask going nice. on. He's but occasionally you have to help him along because it, Ooh. like, gets in with the, the eyelids. The big rumble of one of the uh, boy racers out the back. For those who don't know where I live, um, there is a car park literally right outside my back garden, and there's okay, also oh, that was a big rumble. Um, this guy either needs his exhaust changed or just wants to tell everyone he's got a tiny willy. 
Honestly, I can... Is it I can, a decent cut? Hang on. I need it's to see. It's a Ford Focus. Oh. Now it's going to be really awkward when I make edits because one second you're going to hear the cars and the next second you're not. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be great fun. Continuity. Um, it's yeah. our best feature. It is. Um, anyway, welcome to episode 28 of Insert Plot Here. I'm Matt. I'm Jake. Why did I struggle? <laughs> Why did you struggle? And also, move closer to the microphone, please. One day I might just throw you off and you say, I'm Matt, and I'll go, I'm Matt. Oh, my God. And just, have, just delve into an existential crisis. Hi, Matt. I'm Dad. Oh, right. No. Hi, hungry. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Did you say you've had too much coffee or not enough? I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know how many I've had today, to be fair. This is the thing. The coffee machine. You just go up and press a button. It's just there. And bean juice comes out. Just liquid energy. Yep. There it is. To the point where I don't think it works anymore. You've broken your coffee machine. No, I've broken me. Oh. (laughs) You just got to put in the little green tab and then put in some descaler. And then you're right as rain. What? Into me? Yeah. Oh, okay. That works. Isn't that just a colonoscopy? Kind of. (laughs) Before we get get started today, there is one thing that I want to talk to you about. Um, I don't know if you still have your subscription to Apple TV+. Plus. I think I redid it in the end because I wanted to finish watching Silo and I ah. have never got around to finishing watching Silo, which is upsetting because I need to finish it. It's good. It's, it's been long good. enough and I thoroughly enjoyed episode one. <laughs> there are nine more episodes for you to watch. I know. But then also at the same time, I've read I've read the books mm. and the whole series happens in about the first 15 20 pages of the book. Yeah, I've this is something I've heard. Yep, it's uh it's weird because mm. I was like, "Oh my god, this after the first episode, I was like, "Oh, this is really good. This is really good show." Um and then I read one page of the book and the story had already finished. Done. I was like, "Oh. Okay. <laughs> Great. I've, I've heard such things." But the reason I bring it up is because there's a TV show on there at the moment called Invasion and it's basically follows a few different people as aliens come down and try to take over the planet. I think I've seen something about Mm-mm-mm. this. No. It is I like I ha- I hold ha- I hold Apple TV Plus in high regard because they've got things like they have things like Foundation, they have mm. things like The Morning Show, Silo, you know, they've got some good stuff. But I have never watched anything with poorer writing than this show. But I've seen better written a fine jest. <laughs> a fine jest. I've seen better written YouTube ads than this entire series really oh my god it was horrendous i I stuck it through because i was like this has got to be leading somewhere the writing was like the actors themselves not necessarily bad Mm. but the actual writing like the script was terrible and i don't know whether it was just non-realistic non-descriptive or just no i'm trying just lacked lacked any kind of depth whatsoever like I'm trying to I'm trying to pick out an example, but some of some of the points I was laughing at how bad some of this scripting is. Oh, there's a guy that's in the army, mm. um, and he gets irrationally angry um, at a point. Um, basically, the alien invasion starts to happen, mm-hmm. and they ground all of the planes as you would in this situation. Yeah, um, and basically, they have this. He somehow gets to the UK. He somehow gets to UK and he's sitting with the RAF, RAF guy and he's like, 
oh, I really, I have to get home. I've come halfway across the world. I have a wife waiting for me at home. You have to get me home. And this guy's like saying, there are, there are no planes there in no the planes. sky. There's no planes for anyone. And he's like, oh, I don't care. You have to get me home. And I'm like, this could be a, a much deeper conversation that you could be having with this guy. And it just, and, and then he starts like punching walls and stuff. And it's like, what? <laughs> what? And like some of the storylines are a bit um, dodgy as well. Like it just gets a little bit not far fetched, mm. but oh, it's also very, very drawn out. Like there's ten episodes. Is it one of those where it's the first ten minutes is a recap of what happened previously? But it's not a recap. I've seen this done before where it's a recap, but it's not. Mm-mm. And it almost like again, I know I struggle with paying attention and remembering to things, but it almost seems like. It's a mockery of the audience because it's that, oh, we have to walk you through this again because you're an idiot and you don't remember. No, it, no, it's it literally just takes too much time to get through the story. So they're artificially creating tension above what the payoff right. is. So you end up just getting bored. Like in an episode, you just watch it and you just get fucking bored. It's like, a, like a board meet and everyone's tense and it's just too much camera flick between people looking at each other. Yeah. And then dialogue thrown in. Yeah. just to make the scene last longer. Yeah, exactly. So there's one bit in it where you follow the storyline of like this young family and um, there's some family drama going on, but the woman, um, the mum, was training up to be a doctor or something like that and she, mm. she left med school before she passed her exams and she right. to, to be a stay-at-home mum, which is fine. Uh, okay. But then they uh, they get rescued at some point in the whole, I can't even remember. They get rescued and taken off to this military base. Mm. And they're like, is anybody here a doctor? Is anybody here? Uh, no, that's it. She's scr- she's rummaging through a supermarket. And they're like, and the people come over and they're like, oh, is it, are you a doctor? Are you a doctor? Like, no, she could be a fucking teacher. Plot armor. And she's like, uh, yes, yes, I'm a doctor, blah, blah, blah. So they take her off. She saves the fucking day by seeing this like alien thing, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, Oh my god, you're such a good doctor. Thank you for checking me. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I never finished med school. <laughs> and, but in that Almost process. lazy. Oh, so lazy. But then in that process, she saves someone's life. And she's obviously in shock. Mm. But then she, this was, the, this was the bit I laughed at. So she wanders around for legitimately seven minutes. Right? Actual Silent. seven minutes. Silence. What it felt like. She's like wandering around going, oh, oh, like, Face like a slapped ass, like, and then she realizes she's left her family behind. <laughs> she just realizes she's like, she got into this van, was taken to this hospital place, treated this person, go out, and was like, My what? children. <laughs> and they, they went to go into the truck to go to the next place to do like the same thing. Mm. And she goes, You have to turn around, you have to turn around. And she's like, I've got to go back, I've got to go back. So she gets out of the truck. And runs. And the next scene is literally her turning up at the house where she left her family. So there was a good 15 minute stint of other things going on and yet they summarised running across a city in 30 seconds. I literally laughed out loud. Like, I legitimately laughed out loud. (sighs) But typical Apple, it looks gorgeous. Clearly some money has been shoved into it. I don't Mm. know whether it's because the Writers Guild strike that's going on. I was about to say I don't know whether this is tied in or not. Hang in there, guys. You got this. They'll cave eventually. Right. Mm. basic human rights and all that jazz like you crack on um but 
something about like I watched the whole thing and I got to the end and the last scene is like oh shit okay but it's been greenlit for a second season and I'm like mm. so now I'm going to have to watch the second <laughs> season to understand more about the story this absolute dumpster fire is rolling down a hill and I got to see what this hits on the way I need to see more about the story that they could have told they could legitimately the whole 10 episodes they could have fit into three yeah like there's one bit where a school bus goes off a cliff and they're down there for three fucking episodes. Hmm. Obviously, they're flitting between the different storylines and stuff, yeah. but it's like intentional... I said this about... I know it's skipping across to some degree, but I said this about WandaVision. The, mm. the first four episodes, it's, okay, we, we get it now. You're Wanda. You, you don't have to hand-walk us through every minute de- we, we're getting the gist but i think okay. a, i think a lot of that is marvel's just cash grab mm. at everything and i think a lot of that is like doesn't need to be doesn't need to be 10 hours of television it can just be a straight to dvd movie or a yeah. straight to streaming movie or whatever yeah. like don't anyway i'm not opening that I'm opening that marvel door again you pitched me a slightly different idea well, this evening. you might be opening that door again. I am sorry. <laughs> oh. Have you chosen a Marvel film? No, no, no. Oh. No, no, no. I've, I've decided to take a bit of a left turn, simply because, one, I forgot I owed two plots. Mm, and yes. I just didn't. like Much like my Dungeon Master planning, it's done within 24 hours, and it's usually at the last minute, but it's... Usually pretty good. Yeah, but the thing is, you as a dungeon master, you just lean on, you lean on your team. Yeah. So like, they create more of the story. Exactly. And that's why I have you. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought we we talk a heck of a lot about different films, and I noticed that we dissect a little bit after each. That's usually the bit after the fact. Right. And then that's when we go off on a bit of a tangent and. People complain that we have no focus, but hey ho, we're consistent. So I thought today's episode, I'm going to dub this <clears throat> in my professional opinion, where I have come up with a series of questions based around some of the things that we've spoken about before and some new topics Ooh. that affect oh, I quite like speculative this. fiction. Okay. But the rule is, if you feel like you're about to have a hot take on something, you have to... We need uh, a buzzer. Actually, in my professional opinion, I think that... I need that in a buzzer. In a... And it's just, in my professional opinion. <laughs> yep. So, I've got some prompts and some questions based around this. Okay. Which I have purposely chosen because they may have an emotive response. <laughs> From me. <laughs> From both of us. Oh, okay. Perfect. Okay. Um, I just wanted... I needed to check if you were just deliberately riling me up. For no. some reason. Oh, no. No. Okay. I'm, this is all by design. Okay. Disclaimer at the beginning, though. These are all opinions of professionals. Right. And by professionals, I mean us. I'm trying to... My phone is ringing, and I'm trying to work out <laughs> if you can hear it in the... No, I think we're fine. I think everything was muted. I'm not sure. Uh, one sec. Please hold. Your call is very important to us. You are now 10th in the call waiting list. Please Your call hold. is important to us. Oh, 
Oh, that's interesting. No, I've got the... Do you remember Do you remember when we were kids and you used to have unshielded speakers with your phone next to it? It just happened in my head. Ooh. What, in your head or in your headphones? <laughs> yeah, in my actual head. It's in my mind. Ah, uh, where is my mind? So, I've got... Again, disclaimer, these are professional opinions of professional film talkers, i.e. Okay. me and you. Um, if anyone is upset or disagrees with any of these points, um, no, we don't have the mailbox and no, we don't care. So, with that in mind, my first question, and I know that we've had a debate around this, because we are a speculative fiction podcast. Yes. Right? Why hasn't Matt watched any films? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's just usually trying to guess the horror ones, but that's me. So my first point is, where does fantasy and science boundary exist slash end where where is that and what would you classify something being a fantasy film and something where it becomes speculative slash science fiction interesting um so i would say for me and i think this is opinion (laughs) no because i'm not a professional i don't want to be those white guys with a podcast who's like who's like crypto meal prep this is why you're poor um like i don't i don't want to be one of those guys but but you meal prep i don't meal prep you do you i buy my meals pre-prepped no i don't meal prep i'm the pre-prep anyway um i think for me and i think this is different for everyone is the line between fantasy and science fiction is the science part okay so as soon as it gets scientific mm. so you know the difference between i think and it's and a lot of the time it kind of spills into um uh oh it spills into the um or, if there's technology involved. A really good example of this is... Mm-hmm. Oh, what was that film with The that one guy? that you've watched. That guy. <laughs> the film with the... Yeah. Have we gone back to our old format? <laughs> yes, that film with that guy <laughs> yeah, who right, has the it. ring and he meets the Merlin and he has to kill um, everyone up to Morgan... Uh, no, Morgan Le Fay, someone like that. It's, oh, so it's Arthurian but techie. No, it's not techie. This is the thing, but it's set in present day. Because what I was going to say is the time thing that separates it from BBC's Merlin. No, but it's based on... No, it's set in present day. It's set in New York. Um, Oh, flange. (laughs) One sec. Entertain yourself. The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Nicolas Cage. Yes, Nicolas Cage. Okay. So Nicolas Cage was like the previous blah, 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 whatever. But that to me is fantasy. Because you're talking about magic, not yeah. science. So in that kind of vein, you could argue that um, Captain Strange, Captain Strange, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange. is a fantasy. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's in the Marvel so Cinematic Universe, that's how it works for me. So like the Hobbit, fantasy. Yep. Science fiction, space. Right. It just so happens that most of the time, what joins those two things together is time. Mm. You have well, future and past. So it's interesting you say that because I agree with you to an extent because the way I see it is science fiction can be fantasy, but fantasy can't be science fiction. How do you mean? Well, you can have something, you know, by definition of something being a fantasy, 
you know, made up or slightly over-exaggerated or, or based on a, a an idea or a theory or, or some sort of zany out there kind of concept. Yeah. Science fiction in its nature then can be fantasy. Yeah. Okay, so you're talking more conceptual there. Oh, okay, I see that. Yeah, mm. yeah, I, I, I get your point. I don't agree, mm. but, I, you know, this world is nothing if not acceptance of everyone else's opinions and way of lives. So, you do you. Guys, give me 20 minutes. I'm definitely going to get an F-bomb out of him. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> but, next one. <laughs> I love that. It's fine. Everyone has an entitled to be wrong. <laughs> everyone can choose to be wrong if they want. <laughs> The passive aggressiveness. So in which case then, with that said... Are you going to list me films and I'm going to need to put them on the spectrum? No. Oh, that, that would have been good. That would be a good one. So in which case then, where does horror lie within that? Horror mm. lies... De- mm. See, horror... Because you can have a scary sci-fi that's not a horror. It's just tense or it's a thriller. There's lots of sub-genres of horror. Uh, horror? horror, which I will... Unravel at another time. But. So I would say it's the other way around. Mm. Horror is a subgenre of those. So you have fantasy horror or science fiction horror. So and you say it's a subgenre yeah. that's tied to it. But in in my in my overarching view of in how fantasy bubble of it. Yeah. Okay. That's how it kind of works for me because um event horizon, mm. sci fi horror. But then I'm trying to think of it as a fantasy equivalent. When I was younger Hocus Pocus, mm. fantasy horror. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a baby. When I was a small boy. Yeah, because there was a book with an eye that moved. If that didn't scare the shit out of you when you were four, I don't know what does. <laughs> Some of us are just built different, Matt. I cried at the mummy at the age of 12, so. <laughs> See, I had a different experience of the mummy, which we'll talk about offline. <laughs> <laughs> I know the story! <laughs> yeah. Ah. Oh. Anyway, what do you think? Where do you think that fits? Uh, you see, for me, it's what the crux of... What the crux? What the crux? <laughs> oh, I like that. And if you did it in a different voice, it's what the whole crux? It becomes Voldemort. Did you put your name in the goblet of fire? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, that sounded very good in the headphones. I won't like to <laughs> To me, it's what is the main focus point of the film. Uh, okay, so that's yeah. Because so if, you, does... if it's spaceship's gone wrong, you got to get to the escape pod. Ah, to me, that's sci-fi thriller. Yeah. If there is a strange entity or a creature or something hunting them down that adds more or increases the level of tense intensity, to me, it becomes more horror than it does sci-fi. So yeah. it's almost like there's a the the, tip, the, the scales for me is how I see the overlap. Interesting, and I kind of would tend to agree with you there. I think our our ideologies line up quite nicely there. Oh, Good. Why? Bang. <laughs> Let's go. Ah, God. I'm very plateaued this evening, so... Uh... Hmm, okay. So, with speculative fiction, sci-fi, fantasy, well, I'm going to disappointedly shove horror out of the way, because we'll focus on that another time. But... In the realms of speculative fiction, Mm -hmm. how important do you see any level of romance being included as part of the plot? And the reason I bring this up is because I know that there's a lot of kickback with 
modernized or newer or continued versions of an original idea where they will just shoehorn it in because it's the done thing. <clears throat> okay, so this is an interesting question. And I think what you have to do is disconnect. We'll talk about science fiction mm. now in this particular instance because I think that gets the point across more than anything else. But, oh, goodbye, motorbike. Um, if you think about it from a science fiction perspective, I think you break romance down into sex and romance. Mm -hmm. And that's because I could take or leave a sex scene science fiction film. It's not why I, it's not why I watch it, but, mm -hmm. you know, is what it is. However, romance, I always yeah. think if a spaceship is exploding and someone's running to the bridge to save the woman they, met in, they, fought, they fell in love with 45 minutes ago, no, fuck off. Get the yeah. fuck out of my life. Yeah. Whereas fantasy, I think it may be slightly different mm. because I think love and emotions and being a little bit more whimsical about it is more approachable in a fantasy film than it is in science fiction. So what if in that instance where they're like, they fell in love with in 45 minutes, they're going to run towards the end of the ship and they just bang. <laughs> they just stop what they're doing. And bang. Yeah. Oh, that's like, even worse. We're going to die. So That's you know. even worse. What, <laughs> when I talk about sex, and it doesn't even have to be actual scenes. It can be suggested scenes. Like A really good example of this is Prometheus. Mm. You've got the daughter of Wayland or whatever, mm. and the captain of the ship. I can't remember what his name is. Um, but it's heavily implied that when they find the aliens, she's like, come to my bunk for a little bit. You don't see any physical... I don't think you do anyway, but... You, it's just heavily implied that mm. human urges are a thing, mm. and that's fine. The only romance in that film was a romance that had already been established between a husband and wife or long-term partners in terms of Shaw and the other guy. Mm. So that's kind of like, it doesn't have to be shown. It can just be implied. But when you're when it gets in the way of the plot is when I'm like, no. When you've got to stop halfway through the film because there's just a five-minute intense I don't scene of that. just like, okay... I don't need that. Cool. I don't want to have to recommend to my mum a film with the spiciest of sex scenes in the middle. No. No one needs that. No one needs that. <laughs> no but one then, has to have that conversation with their own mother. But then you think about other films where it's more satire, like Zombievers. Yeah. There was a well, very, very, very <laughs> rude scene. <laughs> In Zombievers. <laughs> but then that whole film... It's it's meant to lean into that... Yeah. What do you think? Hot summer vacation in the cabin woods yeah. thing, isn't it? Wet hot is American the, summer. That's the string of words I was looking for. Which I, was, you know, that classic satirical TV show that happened in the 90s or early 2000s about a camp mm. in the 80s. And yeah. it was very much like teenagers being camp counsellors. Oh, everyone's a little bit horny. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to have to block that out. <laughs> Feels, oh, I feel a bit posh. It's like when, when posh people say the word sex. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, what do you think about that? That's an interesting question, actually. To me, it's... I think I agree with you in the sense of if there is something there that will add an element of interest to the plot, situation, scene, arc, whatever it is, if it's a level of complexity when it comes to the emotional response, yep. then yes. Yep. I totally agree. But like you said, in a, I know you've got a lot to cover in 90 minutes as a film on average, but having it as, oh, they're acquaintances, and then halfway through it's like... Oh, knickers off. Yep, away they go, and then by the end of the film it's like flashback or flash forward to 10 years' time, and they're like mowing the lawn, and they've got 2.5 kids, and it's okay. 
See fine. This, yeah. You can wrap it up in that way if you want. But yeah. to me, it always seems a case of... That, that doesn't seem the hinge point of an interesting film when there's other things going on. Unless you make it the plot in an interesting way. Yes. In which case, then it becomes sci-fi romance. Yeah. Or, so, like, replacing horror or in my subgenre. Yeah, I suppose. So, yeah, because Ex, Ex Machina covers this in a very weird way. How? Because there is that strange relationship between creator and creation. And I suggest- don't think that's romance. No. That's a power play. And that's very, like, a psych- that's a psychological but, but this is thing. what I'm saying. But there is an element of it included that makes it interesting because it's then trying to rope someone in and tempt them and make it a part of that, oh, you know, humans have urges. Therefore, we're going to use that as a pry point psychologically to affect someone's decision-making capabilities or, or how they think or feel or their sentiment towards something. Interesting. What's that guy's name? The guy who played the creator. Also played the dad in June. Yep. What's this his is name? the same person that we had to look up recently. And yep. I, I, I can't, I'm useless with names. Right. right. Yep. Anyway, I'm a big fan of his. Yes. Anyway, next one. I need it to be spicier now because even I'm getting bored with my reactions. You're making very valid points. I need you to make a point that actually pisses me off. Series burnout. When will it end? Series burnout? Hmm. 15 years ago, mate. <laughs> There's the tone shift. 15 fucking years ago. There's Are you joking me? Shift. Marvel. No, should have stopped. End of phase one. End of phase one. Hmm. Well, no. Mm. 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 I don't exactly know where the phases are, but I have enjoyed some Marvel films, and I will always... Endgame. Kind of... Yeah, but that was the end of phase, like, 17, wasn't it? No, that was... That was the end of phase one. I'm pretty sure. Well, then, yes. I could be wrong. Yep. That's... If that's the end of phase one, which I feel like it is, mm. fine, leave it. But then, that also doesn't include all of the shitty little off-routes that they have. Just want movies. You built a really nice universe there. Mm-hmm. You built in a really nice universe. You sometimes diverged out a little bit, and there's a shit ton of fucking plot holes. We won't even talk about fucking Guardians of the Galaxy and that giant plot hole. Mm. We won't talk about that. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I do. But we won't talk. I, no. I would like that as its own personal little segment. I don't need that involved with. Because that's whimsical and wonderful and blah, blah, blah. That's That's probably one of the films where I've seen a romance subplot done right. Mm. like Fry and Leela from Futurama. Yeah. But make that its own little thing. Mm-hmm. Don't need all this other bollocks. But it'll, then, also... But they'll say, oh, it's in the comics. Well, yes. Or we've taken creative license and we've taken it in a different direction to the comics. So it's either one or the other. That's fine. This is all personal opinion, right? But fucking stop it. Mm. You've had enough of my money. I yeah. sold I sold all of my Blu-rays to fucking... Um, CEX. CEX. Because don't need them anymore. Streaming. How much money was that wasted down the pan? Mm. Hmm? No. Another one. Fucking Lucasville. <sighs> so the reason this question popped up is because on my travels, I spotted something that resembled a advertisement for a Star Wars series. It's the, the orange... There's a car alarm going Yeah, off. I know. <laughs> We had the same idea. <laughs> and I feel like I just got home, and I feel like it remakes. And I feel like I just got home, and I feel. Still fucking going. Okay, we'll take a little breather. What was the last thing you said? 
You were talking about Star Wars and you found something. The, the, the orange lady with the horns. It was on the side of a bus. Right, okay. We need to we need to circle back to this. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for joining us after a quick advertisement break from our sponsor this week. HelloFresh! No, we don't have sponsors. I know. Unless you'd done some like external marketing and you got us a sponsorship could and you we imagine? could quit the job. Store and you turned up tonight and that was how you were going to tell me. It was me. ADT alarm systems. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Even though that was a car alarm. But yeah, so I'd seen on the side of a bus what looked like it was advertised in a Star Wars series and it was an orange lady with strange eyes and weird horns. Oh, is that the uh, uh, and it was A like, something? It was like something, 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 Jedi. And I was yeah. like, I know I get a lot of heat for bashing the Star Wars stuff, but it's the same thing as the Marvel bits. Yeah. It's the same thing as anything else that picks up a little bit of popularity. And Harry a little fucking bit of... Potter, TV show. Mm. Go away. This is my point, and we have had heated discussions about this because you could have a series for each one of the houses at its founding point. Yeah, you could disconnect it. You could you could completely disconnect it from the Harry Potter story. Obviously, there's a lot of controversy around Harry Potter and all of that jazz, which we won't yes. get into now. But you can disconnect that mm-hmm. and make it more around like the game. You can make it war around Hogwarts Legacy, like the the founding but you could of Hogwarts call the or series some... Legacy, yeah. and each season could be how each house was founded, or the friction and the breakdown between yeah. each of them. You could have Dumbledore. You could have Hedwig. You could have a '90s style sitcom like My Family, but it's the Weasleys. You can literally pick anything. And this is where I think there's a lot of there's a lot of fatigue. That happens mm-hmm. now when it comes to media consumption and media creation and all that jazz. I think there's a lot of fatigue. Instead of going back to the drawing board and writing something good, what they do is they take what works and just keep going. They take what works and they remake it and they remake it and they do it again and they do it again. Prime example of this is um, Disney Plus just announced and and oh my god we're gonna go on a little bit of a tangent here but there is a technological reason as to why this happens mm-hmm. um and it's the way that companies now recognize streaming revenue versus long-term consumption revenue yeah so when we used to have like actual tv tv shows or tv channels they would pay rights to have something done that's why friends is one of the most one of the most one of the richest TV shows ever is because all of these TV networks picked it up constantly. So mm. Comedy Central puzzle, have puzzle, it. Puzzle, yeah. But now, because there is no cons- constant consumption, what they have is they have they just rely on streaming revenue. So if something doesn't hit on streaming immediately, they're like, this is a problem. Mm. So you take, for example, Disney. Disney just did this film about something in space and it was like almost like a kid's film like a teen film Mm. and it didn't do well in streaming because of marketing because of whatever so what they did is they just deleted it so all of those actors those writers everyone don't get paid they don't get paid residuals Mm -hmm. so there's there's nothing you can't and because there's no the only way i could feasibly imagine watching that film now is if you were to torrent it Mm -hmm. if it's even available on torrent sites because and it's just it's really sad because that may that may be a really popular film in 10 20 years time mm. but because it didn't make a killing now it just falls out the loop so it then follows on from that more i think because 
series or films or, or anything produced in in that kind of way then becomes a metrics game. Yep. And the two examples that I have, one is film, one's not, so bear with. The one that's not was the Wizards of the Coast Dungeons & Dragons debacle. Um, where Wizards of the Coast turned around and basically said, well, um, Hasbro, because Hasbro owns it. Hasbro? Hasbro. 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 Because they own it, they yep. recognized a, a dip or a rise in certain things, and they were like, well, let's get rid of that. Let's do more. Then started making the creative decisions or trying to influence those. Yeah. Hence why there was a whole racket about it earlier on in the year. The other one that goes back towards TV, and it is a hill that I will die on, was the cut in the final space. Mm-hmm. Because that came down to a slimming down of production to save on money at some point. And Warner Brothers turned around to Alan Rogers and the team and said, yeah, you know you was just about to you know build up to a great big finale. <clears throat> yeah, you're not going to do that. And when he tried to get the rights off of them to finish it, they said no. Yep. He said, well, I'll tell you what, give it back to me. And I'll, I'll take it I'll somewhere do it else. I'll myself. No. Can we just have one final episode then? No. And that's when the whole issue with you have to, you can release a graphic novel, you have to do it independently, you can't get anyone else to do it. And they started dictating to him yep. what he could do with his life's work. Yeah. And it does. It comes down to like an intellectual property ownership thing versus a revenue recognition recognition thing. Hmm. And if you take this back to like what how it used to be, whereas you would you would you would push out a series on TV and you would expect it to start small. Oh, that was the whole. That was that the was whole the whole point. birth of a pilot. You would you would watch you would watch something on BBC or ITV or Channel Four or something, and it would it would start small and it would ramp up following, ramp up mm. following, ramp up following, and that's why you had seasons so that you had enough time so by the end of the first season yeah. you could understand if you were going to green light something yeah, for a second a, season a tester group and a pilot and then that would then dictate like you said from season to season whereas now would... if it doesn't start up here it's gone that's it it's gone because they don't give it a chance because because the revenue is like ad revenue and stuff like that you would that you would get from networks mm. for like licensing costs that would go up exponentially as it became more popular so the thing that ties back to the the final space example then is that Okay, you are right there. But if there was a reluctancy to set it back to him to take it somewhere else and make it, is that Warner Brothers then going, oh, well, actually, we're going to miss out on money there if you go do that? Yeah. Well, make it then. Yeah. No. But no, because they won't take that risk. It's all a risk versus revenue perspective. And but then... there's obviously enough of a risk revenue reward for them not to sell it. Because otherwise it's sitting there doing nothing. Yeah, because it's their intellectual property. So they can choose to pick it up at some point in the future. If but they, they won't. won't. So kind of in a similar vein is Snowpiercer. Yes. So we are, I think, three series in. This really fucking irks me. So I'll say this and then we've got time for one more question before we close out because this has been 40 minutes. Um, Snowpiercer, they have recorded and done everything to season four up until final edit and push out. Mm -hmm. And then they said, no, we're cutting it. <laughs> So they are in they're in the process Ooh. of trying to find another network to show it on, but they have an entire content library for one season, I believe, don't quote me on it, but they have an in <laughs> they have an entire season that is ready to go. Yep. But they won't do it. No. Nope. And in the UK it's like it just hits Netflix, right? So in my head I'm like, Netflix, just pick it up. Because they've 
oh, it just really fucking irks me the way that the way that it works now. Media conglomerates and it's the instant gratification thing that yeah. we've kind of developed. Milk in the money cow only if it produces milk instantly. Yeah. So not, we're just going to keep feeding it trash and yeah. just going to keep chucking out. You're milk. not you're not waiting for the what's the baby so cow you, called? Calf. Well, you're not waiting for the calf to grow mm. and then it gets milk. You are what you want a seasoned cow that will last forever. So before I pivot to my next question then, do you think it is viewer responsibility to then start to change that? No. No, so you wouldn't turn around and say I'm not going to watch any of it. What? Oh, you meant change it in that way. Yeah. Right. Um or do you think, like you said, because there is that short attention span, quick turnaround that people, oh, I'm really enjoying this, so I don't, I don't really care about the bigger issue. I enjoy this. I'm just going to keep watching it. Click, run, click, run. Going to keep watching it. There's a middle ground. Get rid of annoying cliffhanger at the yeah, end that, of every that's, season. That's been there for... It hasn't. We used to have a season arc. If you remember, go back to Stargate, for example... Every- Every Batman episode in the seventies and eighties had that. Turn in next time to see how he resolves. Yeah, the but that was a, it. Was a long-standing thing. I'm talking about like seasons of like five or six episodes. Mm. Like Tr- Snowpiercer, for example, every season ends on a cliffhanger. Whereas if you take it back to Stargate, the season arc ran from the first episode to the last episode. The last episode, the bad guy was destroyed. Boom, Finished done. It. Next, se- because then you have a clear line for cancellation. Mm-hmm. Right. So the only way we could affect it is, is and this would affect it in a bad way is we don't watch it until it's been greenlit for another season, which means that we don't watch the first season. Yeah. But then you risk networks doing what Apple TV have done with um, Invasion, which, weirdly, everyone seems to love, but it's dog shit. <laughs> Whereas they've already greenlit the first, the second season, yeah. and it's like finding that balance. But anyway, next, next thing. So, final question then. Yep. Game adaptations. Adaptations? Oh, no. <sighs> Game adaptations into films helping or hurting? I think it's useless. Yeah? I think it's useless. There are there are a few times it's worked, mm-hmm. and there are also a few times it's worked in reverse. Right. Where films have become games, or games have become films, and that works quite nicely. Mm. But you have to think about... You can take the story and develop it in a different way, but you have to think about... With most FPS games, mm-hmm. like Halo... Yep. is a good example whereas you the story is built around you doing this there are different choices you can make you follow a story arc but you are doing this the whole point of it the grab is that you are yeah commander chief chief yeah commander chief commander chief you are that person whereas in the film you're watching that person i'm so saying if it's chief commander or commander chief I my don't brain's know. gone so but my point is that there is plenty of Fiction and writing and lore and universe building around that, much like there is with Marvel. Not to the same extent. Yeah. Obviously, just because of time periods. But there is enough there where you can take what's going on. So, for example, Halo, there's a fantastic, in inverted commas, geopolitical thing that you can write on with that. Yeah. There's plenty of open source content there that you can run a mocker with. Mm-hmm. And yet you've got things like the Doom film. <laughs> which didn't even have anything to do with hell or yeah. hellscapes or demons it was all just superhuman biochemical stuff which again take it and run with it in a different way fair because i just said that with halo doom it's a very singular line to walk mm-hmm. considering 
that the Doomslayer, do you know why he goes on a hell rampage? Do you no. know his whole motive? No. A demon killed his rabbit. Oh. That's actual law. They killed his pet rabbit, and that's what he decided to do. So I've, trying to, I've been trying to think of an example of each way where it's worked. So from game to film, from film to game. Mm-hmm. And two stick out very, very heavily in my mind. Sure. Tomb Raider. Yes. Games were great. Yes. Films were great. Yes. Right? I thoroughly enjoyed those. Game came first, then the film. In reverse. And then it went back to game. And then it went back to game. Well, but in the, uh, it's, that's confusing. But the second example, it's a plane going overhead. I don't know if you can hear that. Very loud. Um, the second example is, and I don't know if you'd ever played this, but the Harry fucking Potter games on PlayStation 2 were so fucking good. Yeah. Oh, my Christ alive. Mm. They were so, so good. And you played as Harry, but the storylines were different. Mm. And you had little side quests and stuff, and blah blah blah. They were so so good. But PS2 Return of the King, same thing. Yeah, it's. But then it became a thing that was when. But that's a franchise building tool, almost. Well, it is, and then also game development has come along since then as well, because now we True. just have engines where you just put the framework of the game around the same mechanics, mm. and that. And whereas back in the day, people had to like almost design their own mechanics. It was just the kernel that the games would run on and blah, 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 blah. Anyway. Oh, my God. So you don't think you think it breaks? There's net zero on that. Yeah, I feel like there is. I feel like sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Like the Bugs Bunny game where he was traveling through time. But again, that's film to game. Therefore, it's a franchise building tool. Okay, so game to film. I'm trying to think so of examples. To me, game to film has Tomb Raider a lot is the only one that comes to mind. Scope to do better. Tomb Raider is the only com- one that comes to mind for that. Just trying to think. Hmm. Answers on a postcard. Answers on a postcard, please, viewers. What's your favorite or least favorite game to film adaptation? Because there are still rumors floating around that there is a Fallout series slash film. <sighs> You know how I feel about Fallout. I've tried it three times. I, I can't go with it. But if you take things like Silo has a similar vibe, the strangest one is Book of Eli. No. Had a kind of gritty survivalist feeling that almost aligned apart from the Atom Punk bit, which is the main focus. But that alternative timeline thing, again, to me, there's a heck of a lot of scope where people can just run in a direction which would be really, really fascinating and right. really cool and interesting. Okay. I got you. Okay. That's interesting. Um, the one game that I wish they made a series of or potentially a film or like... Rayman, because I'd love to see what happens when you actually remove someone's arms and just have floaty hands. Ah, uh, I thought oh. you said Rain Man. Oh, no. Rain, Rain Man. Right, okay. Or just count no. the spilt toothpicks. <laughs> Bioshock. Yep. Bioshock. I would love a what Bioshock a series film. or a film yeah. that would make. I would. I want a trilogy though. That's horror sci-fi. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I want. Oh, actually, I just want two. I just want two because Bioshock Two doesn't count. Mm. If you know, you know. You don't know. I watched you play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you sat there in our little study and watched me play. Yeah. Um. But yeah, well, I have actually thoroughly enjoyed this. I think we mm-hmm. should. Pro- I think we should do this. Just little hot takes. I think we should do this once a month to break it up a little bit. And I got the reaction I wanted. 
Did you? Oh, yeah, Serious you got fatigue. Me to say fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And anyway. if I didn't, you just did now. <laughs> well, I've. This has brought some life back to me, so thank you very much, Jake. You're um, most welcome. I do. I would say let's do this once a month, but that only works if we have <laughs> if we record for the other three weeks, which we don't. Um, but you're no. welcome. What We're consistently inconsistent. The... You're welcome. Anyway. You're welcome. Goodbye. Have a good evening. Or morning. And week. Weekend. Or life. Or maybe Christmas. Ooh. Hmm. Ooh. I might watch it listen to this episode back at Christmas. Maybe. You won't remember. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, goodbye. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Oh, it's funny to go back like the whole listening to this episode. Yeah, I do.